Welcome back to Sparkles and Rhinestones pageant podcast. I am your host, Hannah Golding, founder of Sparkles and Rhinestones with over 12 years of pageant experience, both national and international. And also, guess what? I have competed in charity pageants as well. I've even won them. I've even won a few of them. I think I've won all the ones I've entered. There's not many down south, so <laughs> I can't say I've done much. Actually, no, I haven't won all of them. Um, but I did one of the side awards. I went top model, which I was so... I laughed about, actually, because I'm not the model girl. <laughs> when it comes on stage, I always feel instead of pouting, um, I've just got a screwed up face. It's it's hilarious. But um, <laughs> with all of that, um, this episode today is going to be quite opinionated, in my opinion. And, and that is it. It is my opinion. Um, so if you take offence to it, that's you problem. <laughs> I say that in the kindest way. I mean, if you do feel offended, it's to take a step back and look at why it's offending you. I think that's with everything in pageant. If something that's like an opinion post, because I've had it before. I've had people that have been offended um, about appearance appearance posts, about posts, about different advice. Um, one was about appearances. And once you discuss it and talk about it, then you can see the reasons why you're offended, why maybe you shouldn't be offended, or why are you taking offence to it? Um, you know, because not every not every piece of advice or every podcast or every um, you know, snippet is about someone. Um it's not always about you. So, you know, it all about it's about a general collective views of a lot of pageantry. And that's what this is today, because for me I was really angry about it and it really it makes me sad because there are people who feel, um, so this is not just recent, we've done, we did a post a while back, I think, about charity pageants, um, and, yeah, I don't get why people feel that charity pageants are beneath them, it's the same with glitz pageants as well, they think that they're beneath them, um, and from someone who's judged charity pageants, judged glitz pageants, taken part, um, as well as, you know, national and international, I always recommend my clients to enter a charity pageant if they can. Why? Because <laughs> it's a practice. You get live feedback from the judges. You get those score sheets, whether there's an interview involved as well. Yes, you get a crown at the end, especially with glitz and the whole thing of, you know, the crown chasing thing that everyone keeps chucking around recently. So, I've been in pageants long enough now to know what a crown chaser is. Um, the definition of a crown chaser. We all have different definitions, but the true definition. Because a lot of people are assuming, just because you enter a lot of pageants, that there's no true definition like... Um, you know, you just want the crown, you just want the title. However, if you compete in a title that has a non-compete clause, so you can't compete in any other system, that's your system for a year, you know. There are some systems that allow charity pageants and non-contracted pageants. The only time is when there's a conflict where they're both non-compete, uh, non-compete so you would have to choose one or the other. And it's happened before. There have been pageant queens who have won titles that go to internationals and they've had a national title of a different system. Um, they gave up that national title, the first runner-up got it. Um, 
and the girl got to go to internationals. Um, it's happened before. There, you know, you can't complain what's in the contract <laughs> if it's not com- if you can compete in a certain amount of pageants or hold a certain amount of titles. Um, and we have discussed this before, but let's get into it. So I don't let's see why why are people looking down on charity pageants for a start. Why is it so beneath you to compete in a charity pageant? Um, I remember the phrase of, well, Miss Universe wouldn't compete in a charity pageant. Um, And this is where the hierarchy of pageants and kind of the classism as well of saying, oh, well, if you were competing for Miss Universe, you wouldn't be dead in um, in a charity pageant. You wouldn't choose that what does that what does that say like not everyone who competes in um different pageants has the money quite frankly not everyone has the money to book training to have all the outfits um you know not everyone has access to that especially in the areas as i said down south we don't have too many um like southwest we don't have too many charity pageants here um you've got Miss Black and Beauty next month, which is always every year here in Swindon in October. And, you know, that's a great way of, it's, it's £25 to enter, £25. A coaching session, one-to-one, can usually cost you, um, not for me because I don't do walk anymore, but my walk was usually 30 an hour, um, you know, one hour. My feedback, working on techniques. Um then you know some of the walk coaches at the moment charge 40 to 50 pound for an hour okay and then you have to factor in travel time as well um travel time and one hour of dedicated training yes that's great what if you can't afford that what if you can't do that um you know are we going to shame someone for not having coaching the charity pageants offer exactly the same but also if you did have the money to do both do both i feel that you know when we're um, when you do coaching for walking um we're looking at technique more than anything technique your posing and things um and then you of course might figure out a full routine depending on if you know the stage format or not with charity pageants it gives you the added element of a live audience even if it's just a few people watching it's still a few more than what watching in your one-to-one you have a judge like a panel of judges and you're being scored so it may not be the outfit you're wearing for your actual pageant final but there's still some consensus of you know is this the right style for you how are you walking are you giving the judges attention because you can practice and practice and practice and practice um your walks and when it gets to stage you can forget all of it a hundred percent this happens to so many people especially like as i say to my clients that when i'm coaching them for interview you could be amazing now and you could forget everything when it comes to the interview because sometimes that's what nerves and adrenaline do um but as long as you continue the best that you can that's all we ask so some of these charity pageants will have themes some of them will just have you know fashion evening maybe swim um if you go to glitz they have an outfit of choice and they have like a whole routine um you know which is so much fun to watch so much fun and you have to think of this as well like with glitz like everyone gets a crown as well 
So it's great for younger contestants. Older contestants can do it too. It's great stage time because for glitz, there's a certain amount of time to be on stage. So that gets you more used to staying on stage because sometimes people can be really quick when they are competing. Sometimes you have to be, but if you like have a certain amount of post points. So for example, when I competed UK's National Miss, there were three post points for um, fashion and sportswear compared to the five points it used to be. So you'd have your first post point, which would be basically when you go on stage whilst the other girl's competing, you walk down, you have your post point to the right, post point to the left, and then you're off. So you only really have two post points for the judges. Um, that's why people you will utilise the walk to there. They might do a spin. Um, they might do a couple of poses in the post point. Like, there's so, there's so many different... The uh, Yemi had... Oh, my God, I count them now because we had a runway added this year. There probably were about, like, six pose points um, when you came on. Right to left to middle again, then to come up, then to come down, and then off. You know, so it gives you more time and to look at the judges as well. Like, I have this thing when I'm doing um, coaching, if I'm doing walks, I'll put chairs for <laughs> the little ones. I forgot to actually bring them. Um, so when we've trained little ones, uh, bring Barbies for them to look at. So they're looking at the judges. Um, it gets you looking at eye contact, but you can't always guarantee. That that's what they're looking at. So when you have charity pageants, they're going to be looking at the judges because you have to. That's how you're being scored. Um, you know, it may be a T formation. Most stage formats are T formation or reverse T formation. And if you don't know what that is, you can Google it or we have it in the handbook. But anyways, back to the matter of hand. Um, so yeah, and then... You know, you have a fun day out. It could have cost you £25, £30. And you know what? It helped charity as well. So, yeah, when you pay £50 to a coach, it's going to the coach. Um, <laughs> like, that's what it should be. But, you know, you paid £25 and that's gone to an amazing charity. Um, and that's helped that individual fundraise for their chosen charity whether it goes to their overall scores in the pageant or not it's a part of their pageant journey um so let's also get why these charity pageants are great um and why i always i will always recommend charity pageants to my clients i've recommended so many to spark and beauty in the south i'm like come to this because also with spark and beauty i'm doing a workshop um I always do a workshop every year so the girls can have one-to-one time with me we can go through their routines we can go through like little bits of thicks um you know sometimes most of them forget by the time <laughs> they're on stage um but it is what it is I know that with um Harriet's Miss Empower which is in three weekends time or two weekends depending on when this is released um that has a workshop, I think, the day before, but there's also something that happens as well. And they have an interview with a panel and you get that feedback. And also, I think there's like coaching in the lead up to it as well. So once again, you're joining a charity pageant. Yes, but you're getting all those additional bonuses, you know, all those additional bonuses. I mean, there are some charity pageants 
that have great prizes that give you discount entry into the system. Like I know when we competed in the Royal Charity Pageant in November, I'm thinking, is that November last year? It was November last year. Um, you know, there were discounts to entering into Royal, should we want to, um, as well as other little prizes. And that money all went to a charity, you know, this is a great way, <laughs> but let's go back to it. So you have the event itself. So whether you're competing, you're a judge, you're a host, you are creating an appearance for a lot of different pageant people. You're creating an experience for them because some people may not ever get to meet pageant people before their finals. And then they find out that there's a charity pageant in their area. So they go along and watch and they can meet other people in their division. It creates that moment of, I guess you could say networking, but it's like social networking but it's also creating friendships it's also like easing yourself into that pageant world or you get to meet up with people that you haven't seen for ages i mean there are some pageants like north wales girls um and north england there are so many charity pageants happening um i see them all the time especially when i'm doing appearance books like i see them all the time and that's amazing because you're getting to see um different girls they've got different judges you're getting different feedback from different people um you know you're really helping shaping your pageant journey but let's go back to it you know so you're creating appearance you're creating you know an opportunity for pageant girls they've got meeting up friendships and most importantly a charity is gaining money you know these can range like from fundraising 200 to a grand plus depending um on you know, what's included and, you know, ticket sales and etc, etc. Like, how incredible is that? How amazing is that, that that charity gets that amount of money and you're looking down on it because it's beneath you? Nah, not for me. We have to realise as pageant people that not everyone has the same access that we do. Not everyone has the same level. Not everyone has the same confidence level, the same social level, Um, how to get to different places, I see this a lot with people who like sometimes don't want to join in campaigns as well because they think campaigns are beneath them and I always say that you should select the campaigns that are the best for you but don't be put off by it like I'm still doing campaign photos and I have a national title and I did them when I had an international title because it's called supporting your fellow sisters it's supporting their campaigns I can't join in everything but I will try to if it aligns with my values of, you know, what I want to promote and what I want to raise awareness of, because, you know, there are some conditions that are very personal to me and the situations that are very personal to me, so I'm going to want to do a lot more for them. And just because I have a national title does not mean I am beneath any of that at all. It does really grind my gears. So let's go back to that whole Miss Universe wouldn't be doing charity pageants. So yes, it's very classist to think that it's very snobbish. It is snobbish because what makes you so better than everyone else when someone is clearly having fun? So go on to the crown chaser thing now because we, we have mentioned that. So yes, if you win, you get crown, sash, amazing, cute, get some cute prizes, raffle prizes. Um, these crowns aren't hurting anyone. They are charity and also non-contracted as well. I will say this as well, because if you're competing in a non-contracted pageant that's not going to charity, it's still non-contract. 
you haven't signed anything and if you have it allows you to compete in other systems so we need to get out of this narrative and the same with like this crown chaser narrative that everyone who enters all these different systems are just chasing crowns at the end of the day you're not going to enter a charity pageant if there's not a crown are you let's be honest like it's great experience but It'd be really weird if no one was crowned. <laughs> it's like face the globe all over again when people won and no one got crowns. We're like, they literally just won a trip to Paris, which, we, you know, in hindsight, it didn't happen. But they had no crowns. They weren't crowned. It was like, why are people not being crowned? You'd have that same view watching, <laughs> watching a pageant and no one got crowned. The crown is not what people want from a charity pageant or a pageant in itself. They are beautiful, beautiful things. Um, but we're not going for that, are you? You're going for the title. You go for, you know, being a winner. You're, you're going through that. Um, we always say that if the crown is all you're looking for, then go to charity pageants and go to non-compete um, pageants because then you can compete in as many. And it's really funny because, you know, in the 80s, as this is what Miss Pageant Queen was built on. Um, I think that's the only non-contracted pageant I can think of in my head. Um, in the UK, I think there's a couple of others as well, actually. Global Global Darling, that's now non-contracted as well. There's an option. Or is that Miss Wigan in Northwest? There's an option as well. Um, yes, there are options. Um, those are just a couple that come to my head. Um, you know, this pageant queen was built on the fact of, you know, a reminiscent of the 80s of when girls could just turn up on the day, compete, have a crown, be done, go to the next one. You know, of course, the queens haven't done that. However, some are already entered into other systems. They already are. So some will, some won't. It's all about having that flexibility and having that choice. The crown is gorgeous. The crown is gorgeous. But it's having that that whole like, yes, I'm a winner. I have this title. I can do what I want. With it. I have won pageant systems where I could compete more than once. So I had that with Miss Beauty UK England back in 2016. I entered because of practice for experience. It was 20 quid to enter as a last minute deal, 20 pound to do four rounds. And I was first on the rep and I won the England title out of everyone, like the highest score of the English girls basically, um, like for more divisions. But my contractor said I could have free working titles. So I competed in Galaxy after that didn't win of course <laughs> um and then I competed in Yummy and won you know like although I think the year was extended because it was November November so I would have handed over anyways um like technicality but it was in January uh but yeah like I wasn't doing anything wrong at all I feel that it's just when people say about crown chasing and it's like they go, oh, well, they're hopping from system to system. They're hopping from like pageant to pageant to pageant. In the in the olden days, let's <laughs> say a good five years ago, people would look down on that and they'd be like, why don't you just stick to a system? Whereas now you have choice. It's the same with people sticking in dead end jobs that they really don't want. And you were always told, oh, you know, if you have this many jobs in your CV, it looks bad. Whereas now it's like, no, you need to look after yourself. You need to, like, you are number one. Regardless of what anyone else says, you are number one. You need to look after yourself. And so if this if this is not serving you anymore, you know, it doesn't benefit you, you move on. The same if you compete in a pageant system 
and you know you're a bit unsure you may come back next year you have the choice like if there's a pageant in april compete in april and if you don't win go to the one in july if you want to if you've got that money do it the only thing i don't like is the double sashing if you're wearing the two sashes at once i don't like that that gives off the wrong impression because i said it's an insult to both pageants because you know there's no not necessarily loyalty but it's just like yeah i've got these two different titles it's confusing it's it's not needed if you want to compete in two different pageant systems wear the sash at different times or wear the one sash first and then wear the other sash afterwards um it's believing yourself there i mean i wouldn't personally because i'm poor so i can't put my money into two systems um once UK's National Miss was done, that was it. Um, but I said I competed in a charity pageant in the November because we were at Galaxy. Um, so we were like, we might as well like try it, get some feedback and just, you know, get into the swing of it all. Um, and did I do any... Before UK's National Miss the first time, I did do a charity pageant. It was kind of like a glitz style. Um, it was natural natural style glitz there was glitz options the next day i think um all in between actually <laughs> but i won that one um and jade came first runner up um because uh, it's the miss if we're really weird competing as a miss <laughs> um but we went there just to get some stage experience um and we actually were awarded free entry because we did the modeling show the day before and i wanted to see how my walk could be because I had had hip surgery and I remember beforehand I was shaking I was so nervous and why was I nervous it was a charity pageant I, there was hardly anyone there um you know all the models and the other girls were there and there was judges um I was wearing a sheen <laughs> dress my gown was definitely too short and it actually broke um that was fun <laughs> that was fun but yeah like it, it means it prepared me because it's like okay cool I need I know what I need to do because from that charity pageant I learned that I needed to rework my walk because I used to always turn with my left my left is my dominant pose um and I couldn't do that because of the hip surgery so I had to do everything with my right um so walking was a big struggle for me and that's the thing of if you haven't been doing pageants you've not been on stage etc etc um you're going to find a lot of different additional changes and needs. Um, so, yeah, they're a really good thing to do. And I recommend them to everyone. If you think, if people are thinking you're a crown chaser or it's beneath you just because you don't do them. It's just like pooping on someone's hobby, isn't it? For pageants, pageants are mostly hobbies. They're hobbies for everyone. You know, we do take them quite seriously, which is good. But to most people competing, it is a hobby. It's not a lifestyle. For me, pageants, <coughs> pageants are everything because it's it's my business. It's you know where I excel at. It's it's a it's an area of my life that I'm very comfortable in. You know, I'm very confident with the advice I give and with the knowledge that I know and the useless pageant quiz knowledge, but it's there. Um <laughs> it's there in my brain. Um but you know like I'm happy with that I'm happy that they're a big part of my life but to others it's not to others it's something to do on the weekend it's something fun it's something that is different to the everyday norm you know and here are we to judge that if someone does it so my advice 
if you are thinking of competing in a charity pageant, do it. It doesn't matter if you just get a crown sash or certificates or anything like that. They can be put away in a nice box, you know. The crowns can be used. Now, there's one thing I will say. It's a bit confliction to um, my thing. Uh, the photo competitions. <laughs> the charity pageants that are virtual. Um, I don't like these. And I have judged uh, quite a lot. And the reason I don't like them is because i mean it depends it really does depend but like the photo competitions one pound entry is a great way of fundraising personally i don't like it because i get tagged so many times and it's pointless for me because that is that is just getting a crown i'm giving you a nice photo you're sending me a crown at the end now that's just me being <laughs> me because it's an amazing way to fundraise because you know even if it's 20 30 pounds you know but a lot of these crowns do get lost in the post um and then you're paying out for additional crown and additional postage. And then you don't actually make up the money that you've spent. Um, there are some systems that are virtual. Like, I love the virtual pageants for Penelope. That's how she won Mini Miss Atlantic. And I will definitely be entering her in Miss Sensational. Uh, Mini Miss Sensational if she's in that age division. Because it's just, it's a great way for her to still feel included in pageants. Without actually having to do the stage stuff. Um, I mean, she did do a, a, you had to do like a walk, it was 30 seconds in fashion wear. Um, and this is where, um, I'll talk about this in a minute, but you know, I really, she really enjoyed that. I had to edit bits out because <laughs> she was running or jumping around or basically she's really hard to coach. I don't recommend coaching your own kid. Um, <laughs> but I do know that's in my future because she, um, definitely is expressing a massive interest and um, she's gonna be fuming when she hears about all the events i go to and that she's not there but we will be at warrior pageant me and penelope will be there watching so you want to come up chat talk advice also i'm collecting um for the homeless as well so that collection is ongoing and uh, i'll put a post up um later about that and also the raffle i'm just talking about this just get it in out also the raffle um <laughs> the charity raffle is still going ahead um that'll be ending in the second week of september but anyways so let's go back to this the reason why i don't like the field competitions the online virtual ones is when you have to send a video um it's either a video of you already on stage so you've already been judged so there's no like room for improvement you've already been judged in that set pageant uh, maybe different judges have different opinions, but I feel like, you know, you've done that on the day or it's in your living room. Um, it's in your living room and it's, it's, or some people don't have much space. That's why I think like with some virtual pageants, it's such a disadvantage. You know, if you have just a corridor to do your walks in, yet someone has like a huge open space and has loads of different edits, um you know you can't edit all the stuff in your hallway it it will <laughs> it will show um you know or a little bit of space in your living room you can't do as much sassy stuff with it and you have to sometimes prey on the <laughs> on the english or the uk whether um but you know that's not for when it was the pandemic like it really did help with a lot of things um it really did, but I think we're moving on from that now. Um, so I don't see a problem. That's not I for me. If you win these ones, I don't see that's crown chasing at all. Um, 
I just see it sometimes as it's it's not really necessary. However, if that's how you choose to fundraise, that's how you choose. Because it's hard out there. It's very hard to fundraise. I mean, I when I planned my um raffle, I was like, yeah, because like the last raffle I did, um, raised my sponsorship money for UK's National Miss. I thought I'd get the same thing, but life's been tough. Life has been tough. Um, but let's go back to in hand. We need to stop the narrative of that all this stuff is beneath us. You know, like some people think that coaching is beneath them. Some people have that view. They think that they can't learn anything from everyone else. I had the view for myself is I coach myself because for one, <laughs> it's easy and it's free. <laughs> Time-wise, it just worked out why um well. And also, I think that I was confident in my abilities with into I didn't want to over-practice as well. So if I then brought another coach in, however, I would take feedback when I did the IGM sessions um, with my walk. I'd take feedback from Ruth. And Ruth had no feedback about my walk, um, apart from I needed to like do a bigger smile. Um, and I was like, I know, I'm just in a lot of pain right now. I can't do the big one because I think my back went at that time. I always did. Um, <laughs> always when there's a, a workshop. And as I said, we will be at the IGM workshop on the 18th. Um, so obviously donations you can bring or just to come chat. And obviously we'll be practicing your interview with you. Um, and I'll bring some handbooks and flashcards as well. So let's do a recap on charity pageants. Are they needed? Yes. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Can some people do some more down south, please? Like, that would be really good. It's hard, though, as well, because I said it's the areas. Because we don't get as many down south. And when there is, it's very hard to fill them up sometimes. Um, That's just how it is. There are some areas in the UK that get more. Um, Some have, you know, bigger prizes, maybe um some are just cheaper and you have to factor in like traveling and stuff but yeah they are 100 needed it's not crown chasing because at the end of the day charity pageants help charities so what you get a crown at the end of it if you donate to charity to buy a t-shirt you've got a t-shirt should you give that t-shirt back and say no you've got too many charity t-shirts you know those those bands Oh my god, the charity bands that you lived in. Like, I literally did a throwback thing the other day. <laughs> oh my god. The, um, the Health of Heroes one. The older people will know the Live Strong yellow, bright yellow ones. Um, the, the, the Say No to Racism, the black and white ones, the football ones. So many, so many bands that we had. Um, are you going to say, no, I don't want that because you have too many? I mean, sometimes you should. Um, <laughs> you have so many on your arm. But it's it's a benefit of doing it. Everyone is happy. The person who does the, the chari- who holds the charity pageant has now has now fundraised money for their system uh, for their charity. The people involved had a really good day. They got feedback. They got to practice. You know they know what to work on for next time. Some of them got nice new crowns, especially younger ones. Like so cute. Um, the people who did the judging they got experience to judge. Um, you know hosting and comparing. They got the, you know, experience to do that. People who watched got another thing. You know, they had a good social day. 
there might be raffles on the day that fundraise more people have stalls there you know it's a great benefit for the pageant community um so yeah a great benefit for the pageant community they're the same with non-contracted pageants as well it gives you know revenue into the pageant industry it gives a chance for people to experience the pageant life people to watch and support because you know like and I said it's an appearance as well for people who struggle to find appearances this is a great way and there's always a question of is a pageant final an appearance and it's yes and no there was always like oh you're not actually doing anything you're just sitting there and someone was like I really like to be involved so I like always like to help out um otherwise I don't think of it and once again that's a really I guess I wouldn't say snobby because it's not I think it it's just it's not of a nice view because when you go to a pageant final for one you're paying the money to that um venue like to the pageant so that gives the cost off of the venue if, if the money goes straight to the venue or you're giving it to the pageant system um and that money usually goes on the cost of the venue or cost of sashes crowns um like what sponsorship money goes to like the ticket sales are an additional help so the more people who are watching you know the better the pageant um can cover because most pageants are like don't make money <laughs> most pageants don't make money it covers the costs of the prizes the international prizes it covers all of this and then once you're sat there it's an audience for the girls competing you're cheering like some of them don't go with anyone like i've been to pageants by myself but known in the audience and then you hear cheers you're like oh my god like that's you know it gives that crowd atmosphere you are supporting pageantry just by turning up to these and being an active partner you are supporting the pageant industry the pageant industry is very small there are pageants that have stopped running because of the pandemic you know many systems that were running have have stopped now so yes and also with the appearance thing and we will talk about this another thing but this your sash is an advertisement for your system so especially when you're going to a pageant where people have just finished and they've not won and they're looking for another system and you can plant the seed there and i'm not mean plant the seed as in poaching because that's what we don't condone that but you know if someone asks you like yeah this is a system i'm competing in loved it um you know and that's so when someone finishes off stage and is thinking about their next pageant journey they can go oh i was speaking to hannah and she really recommended um uk's national miss she said she had a really good time um she's been in it for two years you know i'm gonna talk to her a bit more about it and maybe enter um that's how people find their new systems when i started in 2010 all those years ago I competed in Miss Swindon, which was in Miss England Heat, and there I met Laura and Harriet, um, not Harriet Lane, um, Harriet, who is now twirly girl photography, um, she's gorgeous, and they both competed in the Galaxy final, UK Galaxy, the year before, um, or maybe it might have been, like, the March, and then they competed, yeah, it was the March, and then they competed in, um, the Miss Swindon and Wiltshire Heat. So I heard all about Galaxy from them. I was like, oh my God, yeah. And like, yeah, you should enter it. Um, so obviously I didn't win. I placed the first runner up, so I did. And that's how I found out that. And I also found out about Miss Earth. So I entered Miss Earth as well. Um, and then, yeah, it just, 
just kept doing that. You find out about different systems from different girls competing, um, or whether they're on in the in the audience. You know, it's and that's the best thing about so cherry pages as well. When you talk to them, you'll meet girls from different systems. Um, so you can talk to them about their experiences, and you can have a nice, com- it's you know, it's nice sometimes to have a cool conversation. So when um. I travelled to North Wales to judge Erin um, and uh, Jessica's charity pageant, Doubleheader, which took our namesake, Miss Sparkle and Miss Rhinestone. It was great to catch up with some of the girls who I don't get to speak to as much because obviously North Wales is five hours from we are, where we are. It was a five-hour journey. Um, it was great to talk to them, obviously great to judge and lend a helping hand. Um these are great ways for people. And also I picked up Penelope's fashion wear that she went to Miss Atlantic in. Um, so they're really much a big part of the pageant community. Because let's be honest, if your pageant experience is just attending pageants, you know, what what are you offering the pageant world? You're offering a cheerleader. Um, you know, sitting down, cheerleader. Um, there's nothing else if you're just attending events. It's nice to see people, like, as I said, being involved in charity pageants and helping, um, you know, doing their campaigns. Like, we all have different views of pageantry. We all have different views of what makes a pageant queen. However, I really think it is very um, condescending and, as I said, snobbish and classist to assume that just because you don't do campaigns like online stuff just because you don't do online stuff just because you don't do charity pageants that that automatically makes you better than someone else you know some of the people who have won have done charity pageants um like let's take uk's national miss for example um we had anna anna obviously did do training as well but she competed in a charity pageant she competed in it wasn't called miss empower was it just Miss Crown, was it? It was Miss Crown UK. Um, you know, she didn't win that, but she won UK's National Miss team. You know, she still did training, but she also took that opportunity to take part in a charity pageant, you know, because she knew that it would add, even though, like, it was run by her training, yes. <laughs> but, like, she knew that it was given the opportunity. Like, if I if I did a charity pageant and I tell my clients, right, enter this. Like, you know, it's going to give you an additional thing, additional feedback. It's I just don't get why people see that they're above people just because they don't do it. As I said, everyone has different views of pageants. Um, but if you feel that you're better than everyone else just because... You what you turn up to appearances and you've got a really strong platform, um, and so that automatically means that you should win over everyone else. Like you're not tainted because you do a charity pageant, not like the judge is not gonna see. You're, I mean, some don't have appearance books. Like, they're not gonna go. Oh, mate, this girl entered six charity pageants between now and this final. Nah strike her off she is a crown chaser get her out of here drop me out like they're not gonna do that that's that's not <laughs> i've never in my life as a judge put mark someone down because they competed in a charity pageant 
Like, that's just ridiculous, stupid, and quite frankly, just, a, it's just a, it's just a stupid opinion. Like, don't, you're not on a higher pedestal, okay? If you've never, like, they create so much opportunity. Yeah, so before I start, like, gassing into the insults, because, as I said, I don't personally know these people, um that I've had these comments it's just you know when you get told some think and then you get told some counts and then you know I've been around pageants a long time to know that a lot of these um opinions spread and you're always entitled to opinion but when it knocks someone else down um you know and I said I've been guilty of making assumptions I say when I say making assumptions like with the whole double sash thing I don't like that but then sometimes this is why we have sparkles and rhinestones. It's the education. So when I'm like, oh my God, that girl's double sashing, like, oh, like she's not gonna win. Um, she's got no respect for any of the systems. And then when you talk to the person, they have no idea. Like, this is why this is why I created the handbook. This is why I literally created the handbook, because all this stuff, like, people don't know when they come into pageants, you know, unless you get the coach, unless you're following the advice pages, if you go into the pageants blind, and this is why I should say, like, the handbooks have certain information, that's great, but they don't have everything in it, they don't have, you know, the etiquette of pageantry, like, it used to be a rule that no one could wear their crown, um, when they're watching a pageant, and now everyone still has their crowns on, you know. But then some people made a really big deal. Like, look at me, I'm taking off my crown, like, to watch. Good for you. But, I mean, sometimes people's crowns just pinned in there. And that's where you take the appropriate seat. You'd sit at the back. If you're wearing your crown, you sit at the back. Or, you know, it, it just depends on how the seating is. It really does depend on how the seating is. Like, if you're blocking someone's view, then you, you know, you take it off. It's as simple as that. It's just all about respect. It's respecting your fellow pageant sisters. But yeah, people don't know about this sometimes. So I don't know if some of these comments recently about trike pageants are just from someone who um, has no idea and has a different view to pageantry and is kind of projecting a little bit. Um, but I'm here to tell you now, pageant girls, anyone who competes in um, charity pageants, to keep doing it because you are keeping the pageant industry alive your fundraising and helping these charities you're having a good time if you take another crown you take another crown you know like it's what it is at this point um but remember you have to only and I say this so many times everyone else's opinions of you don't mean jack it's your opinion of yourself your opinion of yourself matters. So if you're happy doing these pageants, do them. If you're happy doing non-contract pageants, do them. If you're working your way to a national title or national into international, because there are national queens that have competed in charity pageants. There are some diamond girls that have done it. Do you see them saying that it's beneath them? No, they have a national title. It's a great way of competing, of training. It's a great way. Honestly, it's just... I just don't get it, like, you're just hurting the opinions of others who may have looked up to you, or may really value your opinion, and when you're insulting them, it's just not on, um, at all, it's just not on, 
and it makes me sad it makes me sad that people still have these opinions but going into it girls if you want to do it do it there is a hierarchy in pageantry but if you don't acknowledge the hierarchy and you just do you like it doesn't matter but also if you hear these opinions challenge them ask the person why why do they think it's beneath them why do they think they're crown chasing you know why you used to get magazines that had a, a prize in each time you collected them why can't you collect crowns you know call me fanos i'm collecting all of these gems um well in, infinity stones let's say that um <laughs> but please if you have any questions or if you need to get anything off your chest or if you need to just ask a pageant question that you're really unsure of, you know, whether it's pageant adequate or anything like that, um, just drop us a message. We're always here to help. Um, it sparkles. The Instagram inbox is always open. I won't message to Facebook. It always gets hidden sometimes, which is really irritating. Um, but yes, so... Um, I'd say I'd hope this has changed your mind about competing in pageants. Um, and if you do still think that charity pageants are beneath you, then please take a look at yourself. Um, that's what I'm going to say on that matter. But we're all, we're all not going to get along in pageants. Not everyone is going to like you or like what you do. Um, and, you know, for me, it took me a, a long time to get to a place where I was comfortable um, with what I offer in pageantry, you know, for me, if people choose to coach me, that's amazing, if they don't, then, you know, that's their choice, because everyone has a choice, you know, the reason why I compete in mainstream rather than curve, I have a choice to, so I compete in the choice that I have, not everyone has a platform, but people who don't have a platform are no, not, like, on the, they're on the same par as people who do have a platform, it doesn't make them, um, any less worthy of the crown just because they don't have that and that's what we need to get out of our heads of you know yes people have won and done nothing with the crown and yes runners-ups have done incredible things just being a runner-up and vice versa you know like it's just time to step out of that box of thinking that certain parts of pageantry are beneath you it's the same with like competing in national titles we're like mm, no you know, you put all your money into a pageant system that is not in your skill set. And I'll say that because you're worthy of any pageant, any pageant at all. But it might be some pageants that you're not ready to do yet, you know. And sometimes it is just stepping out of your comfort zone and thinking, yeah, let's screw it. Let's let's enter that pageant. Let's do it. Um, and that's up to you. But then if you're doing that, you want to make sure you have every opportunity to prepare for it. And that's where the pageant, like, cherry pageants, like, slot in. They give you an, another chance to prepare, you know? But who who am I? Who am I to say? Um, apart from... <laughs> apart from me, yeah. But <sighs> it's, um, it's always a fun day. Now, I'm going to go and get back to this end of module um, essay. It's... 1,500 words. I think I've done 100. Woo! <laughs> I love my life. Um, but I had to I had to hop on this because it's been a discussion in my inbox for... Um, it keeps popping in and out. Different people keep offering different things. But your own pageant journey is unique. What works for one doesn't work for another. 
just because it doesn't work for you it doesn't mean it's beneath you and you shouldn't be judging others who choose that path the same as when people choose coaching or choose group coaching or you know a course or anything like that is yeah so uh thank you so much for listening to this rant ramble and i hope that this has helped you and if it hasn't helped you i apologize um for how it not helping you but i think it will help a lot of others feel a little bit more validated um so as i said we will be at the igm workshop in september september the 18th the royal pageant on the 17th we're not judging we're just sitting and watching so <laughs> um and then we are a pageant queen um myself and jade will be interviewing a lot of you on the red carpet that's exciting the peers as i said we're not nominated this year so we're just basking the glory of all you girls winning uh crowns and trophies my trophy is looking over there it's, got, it's on the uh care bear it's got good luck lucky the lucky bear care bear um but we have still have handbooks in stock and uh, flashcards. In two sessions are booking up because, of course, we are booking up for um, October pageants. So we have Diamond coming up. So a lot of you are booking in for that and Miss Teen Great Britain. And then, of course, we have Yemi. If you are competing in Yemi, I would start booking in now um, for November onwards. Give yourself three months. Because it is the start of February. Um, and then, of course, we have... Who else do we have in February? I think yours in February. Um, RGM is in April, March. We have Galaxy. Lots of things. So if you are looking to get ahead in the pageant game, drop us a message. Um, but if you're looking for charity pageants, um, look on the Facebook pages. Usually someone will select, like, you know, look look at, like, events near you um, or what pageant girls are going to. Um, and if you are in the Southwest, so October the 1st, there's actually two charity pageants happening. Um, I know there's Miss Endeavours, um, which is more Northern-based. And then for more Southern-based, we have Spark and Beauty. And I'm sure there might be one more um i'm not too sure those are two there so oh there there isn't a pageant but it's not a charity pageant it's um foe scotland um so there there's three appearances you can do on the first of october just choose which one you are going to attend um but yeah any questions just send them over but sending you all the sparkles for the rest of your week whenever this comes out (laughs) 